Jen Zamparelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit LeiaHealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. It's Relationship Therapy with Rachel Cook. Ah, yeah. Every Wednesday, we're in the therapy room with Rachel Cook, and this is going to be a bit of a, it's not as sexy, it's more relationshipy this week, okay? And if you would like to text in the show, if you have any questions, you can get in touch on 51552, okay? So, for people lucky enough to be able to have kids, life can get complicated if you can't agree on when to stop. Even if you both long for another one, concerns about career and finances and the size of your gaff can all make it very, very difficult. Well, Rachel Cook, our resident sex and relationship expert, is here to solve it all. Hi, Rachel. Hiya, Jen. Oh, this is a good one, isn't it? It is. It's an interesting one because there isn't a couple I know that don't argue, have argued about this or still arguing about this. Um, Very rarely it's a case, I think, where you are in complete agreement. Would I be right in saying that? Mari going You're out on a limb there. Absolutely right. Okay. You know what? I think this is, you know, it's a bit like sex drive, all sorts of other things, you know. You're just not going to find two people who are perfectly aligned probably at all but also the idea that you would have that over kind of long periods of time is just unrealistic so realistically most people need to be talking about this and you know reflecting on it so that you can you know come to a consensus together because obviously it can create a lot of strife a lot of struggle if if you're really not in agreement about it if you're not in agreement and you're not willing to compromise at all Rachel, are people having less children in general in Ireland these days? Like, is that? Yeah, they, yeah, they are. are. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there's, you know, there's been quite a drop. We're looking at a, a drop of about 3% per year over the last many years, um, you know, which is still a lot. We're still having like something like 55 to 60,000 babies a year. So it's, it's loads, but it is dropping. So that people are having less kids and they are having kids older as well. Um, you know, starting older, finishing older. Um, so things are things are a changing. Okay. How much does that relate to our history with religion and the Catholic Church, would you reckon? I think that's a big one. You know, obviously, you know, back in the day, people had big families, partly because it was very likely that children were were not going to survive. And so, you know, it was partly about having enough children to be able to work the land, to be able to provide for the family, all of that. Um, And now people are being much more, you know, selective for all sorts of different reasons. Um, But partly, I would say that is to do with the, you know, the, the much less influence of, of religion in, in, in this country. So, um, yeah, it's it's definitely a consideration for a lot of people um, that makes them yeah. yeah think differently about why they would have kids, what they would be getting out of it, whether they can afford that. And also, you know, not just about, you know, the kind of Catholic Church, but also, you know, people thinking about their own sort of well-being that some people feel really, you know, um, kind of gifted and really benefit from having children and some people just feel really exhausted and resentful so you know we're having different considerations now Rachel in your um, opinion yeah. and experience is it usually women who want more kids Ooh, do you know what? That one's actually really varied. I would say okay. back, you know, it maybe like 10 years ago, it seemed to be generally women who wanted more. And I don't know how much of that was to do with just, you know, societal pressure and conditioning, which said like, 
you know, you're, it's, it's, you're, it makes you successful and happy to have lots of children. Um, but nowadays I'm seeing lots and lots of men, you know, whether that's straight men, gay men, you know, but, you know, also like people of all genders, this isn't just about kind of straight cis people, um, that people are very varied for in their reasons as to why they would want kids. So I would say it's a bit more balanced now as to, you know, I'm seeing lots more men in like men, man, woman, heterosexual mm. pairings who who really do want more kids. And I suppose there's a few issues, you know, things to consider around that as well, because obviously in some ways it's less kind of risky and, um, you know, less taxing for for some for, for men in, in certain relationships than sure. it is the, you know, their partner who's actually carrying and bearing the child and doing the bulk of the work in the first few years generally, although again, not all men. Um, but yeah, I think there there are lots of men who also, you know, are kind of done sooner because they're not getting to have the same kind of connection often with a baby and enjoying that kind of connection of being pregnant, having the baby, all of that. Um, so they're kind of like not really finding the same joy, I would say, in, in having, you know, yeah. young kids or loads of kids. If, so, yeah. Okay. Um, can a relationship survive if one wants kids and the other doesn't? Have you seen that happen? Yeah, I have seen it happen, but generally it is one of those things that is, you know, such a kind of core, I wouldn't say even necessarily value because someone can value family and not necessarily want loads of their own kids, Sure, you know, um, but I would say, you know, depending on how people are able to, how self-aware they are, how able they are to communicate about what it is of their kind of needs and wants that they feel would be met by having kids or not having kids. You know, generally, if people really discuss that and often they, they do need to, you know, get some professional support for that because it can just be so painful to talk about, so upsetting um, when people are really not in alignment on it. You know, it is possible for people to, to compromise, but sometimes, you know, or often I would say, unless those people are really, really kind of conscientious about how they talk about that and try and you know uh, get the you know the needs met that you have that some people have met by having children elsewhere um in other ways then it can just mean that there's a lot of resentment and sadness in the relationship which which makes it obviously really difficult so i'd say it's not impossible for it to survive but often when people really consider it they go do you know what we're going to let each other go on our merry way and be able you know hopefully be able to find a partner who's more aligned Somebody just texted in saying, Jen, I'm so yeah. glad you and Rachel are covering this topic. I went through a very difficult year in my marriage after my husband got a vasectomy. It just broke yeah. me. I had a terrible emergency C-section. He said he couldn't even chance watch that again. Very tough on our marriage. Oh, really feel for those people you know there's just so many like complications yeah. that can happen you know people having terrible pregnancies terrible births lots of trauma afterwards um so many things that can mean that people just feel like although they would love another child just the risks to your body to your you know hello oh you're gone this happens this happened last week as well you there oh, rachel God. this keeps happening every time now i know i know Gremlin in your machine. I got you. I got you back. Um, yeah, very tough on, right. on those two people. And just, it sounds like um, the, the male perspective just texted in. If a woman is willing to go through another pregnancy, even if they've been very if, if, difficult before, yeah. should a man say that he doesn't think that, that they should because it's been too hard for her? Or you can't really judge other people's pain threshold, can you? 
No, I think this is that's an interesting one. I think that sounds quite like compassionately worded because often, you know, it's a kind of a case of, um, you know, one person doesn't want more, but they feel like they're, you know, uh, be, yeah, that they, they, they don't, they're worried that they're going to be yeah. seen as a bad person for saying that they either don't want more or that they are not sure that their partner's, you know, mental, physical, emotional health is kind of, you know, maybe maybe up to it. Um, but I think those things really, really need to be considered. But I would ask this person to kind of own their own part in it rather than necessarily just talking about their partner, like generally starting off with, I feel, you know, nervous for these reasons or reticent or I really don't want to have another kid for X, Y, Z reason. Start off by really making it about your own thoughts and feelings relating to yourself. But of course, you can also you know, you don't have to be saying, I don't think you're fit to be a mother again or to have another child. Jesus, don't say that. To be able to say, you know, I still feel really sad about yeah. and, and kind of distressed by how parts of, you know, uh, the pregnancy and the birth and the first couple of years went. And so I really want us to be, you know, as kind of mindful and careful as possible to be able to have the support in place so that it doesn't like feel catastrophic and traumatic. Is it bad to try and convince your partner to have more or fewer kids? I mean, yeah, you know, trying to convince, you know, convincing is really, you know, generally kind of a crossover with coercing, just the same as it's not a good idea to try and convince someone to have sex with you. Um, you know, it's not a good idea to convince someone. Um, but that's that's different to kind of saying, look, we really need to have some conversations because this is going to be a big impact on our lives financially, you know, on our relationship, kind of romantically, sexually, potentially, you know, lots of things change, um, whether that's one kid, two kids, five kids, you know, with each additional kid, sometimes certain things get easier, but certain things can get much more difficult. Um, and sometimes people just don't have the information or just haven't taken the time to talk about that and consider that and talk to, you know, other people that they know, not because it's going to be the same for you as your sister or your friend, but, you know, you can certainly get some information from other people who've gone through certain things you know so I think it's it's definitely a good idea to to be really clear about you know what it is that you want yes. why it is that you would really like yes. that that's um, a very good point sorry it's just it, it's resonating with this texter who's just texting saying hi Jen I have two young kids and I'm actually at the crossroads of do we want another one I am up for it but my husband is happy with two how will I know if I really want a third child or is this something biological uh, I, I can't know if I want a third child if it's a biological feeling or if it's something I will always have she sounds very unsure um, yeah. that's what I'm getting from that text but you just said there just be clear on what you want and why you want it. Yeah, and sometimes you don't know, you know, right? And that's that's perfectly valid. And I think in some ways you can kind of stress less <laughs> if, if possible when you don't know because, you know, your, your thoughts and feelings are going to change over time. You can be certain that you didn't want another kid and then surprise, surprise, you get pregnant. You decide to have the kid if you do decide to do that. And you can be delighted with your decision. You know, there's no way of guaranteeing that you will be. But I know people who were absolutely certain that they they 
wanted another child, had another child. And then they were like, God, this, you know, really was much more difficult than before. It was, you know, just really, really quite um, distressing and complicated more so than we'd considered. It doesn't have to mean that they regret having the child, although they might. But, you know, you're never going to know, even if you think that you know something for sure, that doesn't mean that's how it's going to pan out. So in some ways, not being sure, you can kind of go, look, you know, let's do our best to consider this, take time, chat to each other, be kind to each other and allow ourselves to explore this and also know that at the end of the day, you know, we'll probably be fine with whatever ends up happening, sure. with, you know, and I say that with a pinch of salt yeah. because, you know, going into things blithely and assuming you'll be fine can be catastrophic. But if you really take your time to consider stuff and look at different angles, you know, probably either way, it'll be it'll be fairly OK. Okay, so then what are some decent questions you can broach with your partner to get some clarity on where you both stand and, and Ooh, what to do one. next on having kids? Yeah. yeah, so I think probably doing things like asking, like, what's your gut feeling on whether we should have, whether it's, you know, you might hold, you might not have any kids yet, but, you know, some people are very happy to be kind of one and done um, and they know that beforehand and that sometimes that changes. But basically starting with, what's your gut feeling on this? Because I definitely don't think the gut feeling or intuition is everything. Um, but it certainly is a is an important factor because if someone has a very strong gut feeling and then what they're talking about or what they've agreed goes against that, that can create a real dissonance, a lot of, you know, kind of, um, uh, you know, just like friction, tension. Um, so ask about each of your gut feelings. Then I would say consider, you know, how much is this to do with our current circumstances? And, you know, could those current circumstances change? Because sometimes people don't want another kid, you know, mostly because they're afraid of what will happen to them financially. And in terms of space, as you mentioned, about the size of the, the of the home, all of those sorts of things, how much support you have. And so you might be able to talk about that and work out, like, is it possible that one of us would, you know, that both of us would still work or one of us would stay at home? What would the impacts of that? Could we potentially move house closer to more kind of support so that there would be more support around us, family support, uh, you know, and kind of community support maybe around us having more kids. So those sorts of things might mean that you you discover that your kind of gut feeling or your intuition shifts because you've been able to, you know, find some more kind of security in, uh, in a sense of safety in being able to discuss the kind of circumstantial factors. So that can be a really good one to be able yeah. to, uh, to talk, talk about. Talk it out and talk it out and talk some more. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Keep chatting. Uh, keep chatting, Rachel. Thank you so much for that. It, it's such a difficult topic for to, uh, for couples and thank you so much for getting your text in on 51552. I want to thank Rachel again. She will be back next week um, and we're going to be talking about Valentine's and we have a very saucy question for you next week so we're going to go all saucy for Valentine's. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you want to find Rachel Cook on Instagram, she's at Rachel Jane Cook with an E on the end. She is amazing. Jen Zamparelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit leiahealthcare.ie Leia Healthcare. Looking after you always.